Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. This podcast is the place to learn about healing, transformation, potential, and radiant living. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for an enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. Today's episode is called From Frustrated to Freaking Awesome with Alyssa Dare Nelson. Alyssa is seriously freaking awesome, <laughs> but here's the thing. She believes you are freaking awesome too. Alyssa Dare Nelson is regularly featured on television news segments, inside major blogs and publications, and on podcasts from all over the globe. She's an accomplished success coach, speaker, host of the Freaking Awesome Entrepreneur podcast, as well as published author of the book, From Frustrated to Freaking Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You're Wired For. But more than anything else, she's an exceedingly proud wife and mother of two who loves helping others discover how to make their businesses and relationships thrive in harmony. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Hey, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor to be here. Yeah, it's an honor to be here with you. And I was just thinking it would be fun to count how many times we can say freaking during the podcast today. <laughs> It's kind of a fun word. You feel yeah. a little bit naughty, but yet not. <laughs> There's something invigorating about it. That's right. Yeah. So cool. And I'm just so grateful to have met you through our Twin Cities chapter of eWomen. That's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great getting to know you the last couple of months. And I can't wait to see, you know, what else eWomen has for us. I, I'm, I'm a brand yeah. new member over the last uh, couple of months. And just been really impressed by the caliber and heart of women involved in this organization. Yeah, that is so, so true. And, you know, this podcast is on the eWomen Podcast Network. For that reason, it's just, it's been an amazing place for me to connect with people and, you know, get out of my comfort zone and get encouraged to do things that I wouldn't have thought that I would be doing like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Now, do you tend to, just out of curiosity, do you tend to be a taker? A risk taker. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's has, that's not comfortable for me. Like, I, I'm aware of stepping out of my comfort zone. And what I've mentioned on this podcast before is that I've just gotten comfortable at being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that's, that's really the key, isn't it? To, to entrepreneurship in general is just like, yeah, I'm on the edge and, and, and knowing that difference between, um, between sort of panic mode, right. Mm -hmm. Where you're, where you're way outside your comfort zone and just pushing yeah. that edge just a little bit. Um, but when you're pushing that edge, it's so important to have, you know, those five people around you, you know, that the Jim Rohn quote, you, you are the, the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And, and this is why being involved in organizations such as e-women is so vital. Yeah. You have to surround yourself with people who are willing to lift you higher. Yeah, that is so true. And so one thing I, I wanted to ask you about is it's so common for people who are helping other people to 
have helped themselves at some point. Mm -hmm. I know that was part of my journey was when I decided, oh my gosh, I really want to help people in a more meaningful way. And I was like, wait a sec, now I got to help myself first. Mm -hmm. But kind of what is your personal story around transformation and healing or the, any kind of shifts and changes you've made in your own life to bring you to this point where you are now? Yeah, well, they say that the message that very often the message that you were uh, put on this earth to put out in the world is the one that you needed to learn yourself. Yeah. And certainly for me, that was that was the situation. You know, I spent the first 30 years of my life uh, with the mantra of what's wrong with me, you know, mm -hmm. at every turn, um, you know, what's wrong with me if I screwed up here or I didn't do well enough there or, you know, fell short here or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it could it, it could have been anything from getting a B on a oh, test yeah. to, to getting you know, in a fight with a friend to um, feeling like I, I failed at gymnastics. I was an avid gymnast growing up. Um, it didn't really matter because the question that I always came back to was, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this right? Um, and, and I was a high achiever, but I didn't recognize that high achievement. What I recognized was the falling short. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, fast forward, I did my life the way I was quote, supposed to, and, you know, went to college, got a degree, got married, got the house, got the job, got the babies, mm -hmm. <laughs> had two babies, and um, and found myself back in school because I was unsatisfied, and even in the midst of that, I was miserable, and I could not figure out why, because I'd done everything the way I was supposed to. Yeah. And in and I it came to a real crossroads where um I was self-medicating um as many people do um with with alcohol uh very often and you know mm -hmm. drinking too much and fortunately you know not sort of tipping over the edge but I had uh one one uh experience in particular where it scared me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, and I put other people in danger. I ended up, um, drinking and driving, which, which I, I share that not because I think it's okay. Um, but because it, that, that experience carried so much shame for me mm -hmm. for so many years, it literally took me eight years to even share that story out loud. Oh, wow. Because I carried so much shame about what could have happened. And oh, by the grace of God, that nothing did. But it was a wake up call for me to go, this is not, this is not how I want to live my life. There is something that is, that is out of alignment here. I need to figure out what. And that, that night, uh, or rather the day after is, is what started my journey to doing what I, what I do now here a decade later. Um, and, uh, and so I went to therapy and I kind of, kind of looking, taking real stock of where I was, was I following somebody else's dream for my life? Mm -hmm. And I was supposed, was I following where my heart really wanted to go? Um, so in the years afterwards, I, you know, ended up going through a divorce and um, but becoming such a much better, uh, a much healthier version of myself. And within those same couple of years afterwards, I found the Strengths Finder profile, which has just recent be recently been renamed the Clifton Strengths profile. And this is a profile that went, you know, had 40 years of research behind it, which is important to me. Uh, both of my degrees were in the healthcare field. Uh, I was a dietitian first and then a registered nurse. Okay. And 
And so evidence-based was really important to me. And, um, you know, as you work through some of your own limiting beliefs, if you're, if you're listening to this and going, well, I don't know, like what limiting beliefs might I have? Um, you, you really have to have so much evidence to be able to reframe um, that limiting belief because what we do is we filter in information that will confirm our current beliefs and filter out information that doesn't confirm those beliefs. Mm -hmm. So of course it's difficult to root out and change limiting beliefs because our brain's job is to make everything make sense. And so this profile was that proof that was enough to go, wow, I think there might be something that's right with me. Mm, Cool. And then I could build the proof around, so where else is there? What else is right with me? Mm -hmm. Um, And that was an incredible um, sort of moment of of transformation too. And I've just had the opportunity then to work on that and to build on that and to build on that and to build on that. Um, And now that's what I get to do for other people. Oh, so cool. I love that. That was a powerful place for me too, to just have that aha of there's nothing wrong with me. I remember hearing that from a speaker once and I was like, whoa. Yeah. And and what we do that, right? Like, well, you don't know me though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then there was a, a, I was reading a Wayne Dyer book and I decided, Mm. I was like, you know what? I like myself. And I wasn't even aware really that how hard I was on myself or how much I was thinking that I was not enough, but I just had this aha that like, I like myself and I'm okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what an amazing click that is when we can make that transition. Yeah. There's so much power in that. So tell me a little bit about your book. Kind of what prompted your book? What is it about? Yeah. Well, what I found with a lot of self-development books out there is that they give you a lot of woo-woo, um, which is, is, has its place and there, there's definitely goodness around that. Um, you know, but they did, a lot of self-help books um, don't give you anything actionable, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then you've got productivity books, which give you lots of tactical advice, but they don't tell you then how to make that work for you. They're just saying, this is the formula, follow the formula. If you follow the formula and you fail, then there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the reason that I, that I wrote the book was so that we had both of those elements in one book. Let's figure out in real time, all the things that are right with you. Let's develop that self-love, that, wow, I am freaking awesome, and, uh, and, and make that transition. And now, now that you recognize that, let's put it into action. So mm-hmm. it's both of those things. It's self-development and really owning your awesomeness. And then now what do I do with that awesomeness? Um, and so it's all of that wrapped up in one very actionable, uh, very actionable book. There's lots and lots of exercises in there that take people through, okay, this is what you need to do. And it's not a, um, you know, exact formula. And by that, I mean, you don't do A, B, and C. What you do figure out what is the right move for me. So I take people through exercises that help them to know, how to make those transitions for themselves, not for the greater majority or, um, you know, somebody else, but how does Mm -hmm. it actually work for them? Oh, cool. And so you have four steps in that book, right? Would you mind, you know, telling us a bit about those steps? 
Yeah. And, you know, here's the funny thing about any of these steps, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the Miracle Morning, um, and there's six steps to that. And these are not rocket science, just like my freaking awesome process is not rocket science. (laughs) You have to go in this order. Okay. Step one is the self-discovery. It is what's what makes me great. What makes me great? Uh, what are all the things that that actually make me great? Not just like pat me on the back and give me a participation ribbon. Mm-hmm. What actually makes me stand out in my industry? What makes me stand out as a human? What is it that that really makes me unique? Um, so that's step one. Step two is then creating a plan. Um, so I walk people through how to create goals, how to create a plan, how to create the structure in their world to be able to figure out, okay, now what do I do with these goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so creating the plan. Step three is carrying the plan out. <laughs> yeah. And that includes tips for tracking, um, accountability, and some of those kinds of things. How do you really do that? Because we all have you know, New Year's resolutions, and the fact of the matter is that 80% of New Year's resolutions are completely kaput after two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's not the knowledge, and it's not necessarily the goal setting, right, uh, or the dreaming that, that's the problem. It's the implementation and the action. So, so the key component there, and I, and I walk people through these are the questions that you need to ask yourself without judgment, without judgment, that's key, so that you can tweak, you can learn, and you can move forward. Um, because we end up doing the same thing over and over and over again, and we wonder, what the heck? Why am I, why am I spinning my wheels? Well, mm-hmm. because you haven't like taken those, those experiences and failures and successes and actually learned from them and built on them. So, you know, in this, in the reflection stage of it, it really is I knowing full well that I don't ever lose. I either win or I learn. And so if you're not winning, then you better be learning. Oh, I love that. I always win or I learn. Yeah, I'm not big on focusing on like this failure concept or even just when like if you're in business, you're going to have failures, you know, because I just don't see things as a failure ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. just my perspective on that. Well, and one of, the, one of the stories that I shared in my book is um, Sarah Blakely's story. Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx, which mm-hmm. A billion dollar company, um, and she's you know incredibly powerful. I think she might be the first uh, self made female billionaire, if I'm not mistaken. Um, don't don't quote me on that, <laughs> but yeah, but she's extremely successful. And part of what she attributes that success to is when she was a kid, her dad would ask her and her brother at the dinner table, "Hey, what'd you guys fail at today?" They celebrated failure. Oh, interesting. Celebrated failure because it meant that they were taking risks. It Mm -hmm. meant that they were learning. It meant that they weren't playing so small that they did everything perfectly. Mm. And so having that experience as a child, she was like, well, of course, like I'm going to, I'm going to ride that edge and I'm going to, going to see what doesn't work, um, as much as what does work because, because you can learn from both. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And massive success does not come without taking risks. It just doesn't. And so she attributes her dad's um, uh, dinner talk uh, to the reason that Spanx has been so incredibly successful. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, we really do have to be willing to take those risks and step out there. 
I think that was big for me just with the podcast because speaking was not a, um, I guess I never perceived that as a talent of mine. I was very reserved. I held back a lot. I let other people do the, you know, have the, sh- the light. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so to step into this, it was, it was getting out of my comfort zone and taking a risk and putting myself out there and my beliefs and all of that. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. kudos, hats off to you. Kudos to you for doing it because um, it does take courage to take those risks. Yeah. So where, where do you think you learned your courage or that kind of risk-taking? Um, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I grew up in a, in a family of seven children. Okay. And, um, as adults, none of us are in the same field of, of work, none, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge, um, a, a huge nod to my parents for letting us be who we are. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they, they was also very conservative um, Christian household. And so, and, and again, not that there's anything wrong with, 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 with Christian, with Christianity, mm-hmm. um, just that, that we had very, we had very short ropes, <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> um, and from the beginning, my default was asking, well, why is the, why is the rule there? You know, so there are some people, um, and with, through my strengths work, I, I now understand why my wiring was was how it was. There are some people who follow the rules because that just makes sense. Well, clearly, mm-hmm. the rule is in place because there must be a good reason for it. And for every single rule that my parents gave me, I would be, "Why? What's that for? What's the reason?" Right. Mm-hmm. So, I've always been a perpetual question asker. And that has really served me in being able to think outside the box, A, um, and take some of the risks. Well, why couldn't I do that? Um, you know, what would stop me from, from doing that? Um, and, and so that has really been a huge, a huge helper for me in being able to uh, not only take the risks that I, that I have, but uh, have the courage to leave a really good nursing job. <laughs> yeah, I know. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, so it, um, it has served me uh, because I ask, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I left my research career and, um, you know, I, I, it was at a time where I was getting really clear on what my values were mm-hmm. and then also became really passionate about the deeper aspects of ourselves, like our emotions, the mind, our energy. And, you know, that was not part of my research training in, in exercise physiology. It was just like diet, exercise, and what medication? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, totally so I, I needed to go deeper than that. I knew that wasn't the, the answer. Yeah, so I have a question for you. I'm wondering, so I kind of had that place too where I, here I've got my degree and my kids and my cute dog and my nice husband. And, you know, I was also had the opportunity to be home with my children and be their primary caregiver. And I was like, why am I, I have everything I've ever wanted. And now why am I not waking up joyful in the morning? And like you were talking about, you did everything you were supposed to. I was feeling like I was doing everything I thought I should. And some of that was societal and some of that was my own. Yeah. But if, if someone's listening to this conversation now and they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling that way. Yeah. What would be like the thing you would tell them to like, what would be that next thing for them to, I don't want to use the word do, but maybe to go inside and ask themselves, do you have something 
Yeah. To share around that. And and part of that is, again, being really clear on just how special you are. Um, Now, in this day and age, we, we, you know, the millennials especially get super criticized for being self-entitled and, oh, yes, you're so special. But here's the fact of the matter is that there is no single human on this planet that is just like somebody else, right? And you can really own wow, like there's nobody else like me, which, which it, when you can really embrace that in a way that is in your core, like right in your chest, you, you, you end up feeling compelled to get into action. Mm-hmm. And so the, um, and actually I have a short e-workbook for people listening where they can actually do something. Cause that's the thing is like you can ponder and you can think, but that doesn't necessarily move the needle. Right. Mm-hmm. Feel the need to put a pen to paper or to do something. And, and so doing isn't a bad thing. It's doing the right things that will move the needle forward. And so I encourage you to sit down and as you're listening, you can write these things down, whether you get the e-workbook or not, right? Um, and I want you to really pen out what are your values? What is important to you? So values is the, is the first thing that I really want you to think about what is important to you. Um, secondly is, um, what life experiences have you had both positive and negative? Now I would submit to you that my divorce and, you know, my, my, you know, shameful and and guilt ridden, uh, drinking, uh, situation, those were not good experiences. However, because I was able to use them to learn and to grow, they mm-hmm. became powerful experiences for me. Right. And, and things that I don't want other people to feel that pain. And going through that pain, of course, it's, it's, it's propelling me forward. So don't just stop at the good life experiences. Mm, and yeah. Bad life experiences. And I'm putting bad in air quotes here as well. <laughs> Because bad is really is is really you know all a frame, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so write down your experiences that that meant something to you. Um, you know, I grew up in a family of seven children. We didn't have any extra money, um, which meant that I went to work at age eleven to mm-hmm. go to to offset the fees for gymnastics because my parents simply couldn't afford it. Now I've had many people over the years go, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's just terrible." I'm like, "No, it wasn't," because I learned that if I wanted something, I needed to go get it. Mm-hmm. I need to make it happen. I needed to take that extra step. So don't feel bad for me. That was a blessing, right? So what life experiences have you had that that are yours to own, both the good and the bad? And then I want you to, to write down the third thing, which is what is the education that you have? So, and I'm talking about both formal education, you know, we, we, Rach, you and I both have degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, university degrees, but maybe you have a certificate or maybe you have a certification or maybe you read, you know, a, a slew of books. What education do you have that gives you skills that are unique to you? 
right? What are you interested in learning? Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a book junkie. So I've read, you know, a thousand books under the sun. So I have, I have book recommendations for just about every problem that anybody ever has. You know, I just <laughs> delivered a book to, um, and it wasn't mine, to uh-huh. one of my clients yesterday. And I said, you have got to read this book. I went out and bought this book because this book is going to be really powerful for you in making the next step. Mm-hmm. In um, you know, so I've always got a book recommendation and that comes from the education of reading books. So what is your education? What are your skills that you've developed? And then lastly is that StrengthsFinder profile that I talked about. Okay. Um, and uh, if, if people go to my website at daretosucceed.com forward slash profile, it will actually redirect directly to the Gallup website where they can buy their uh, a code, which is a $20 code. It's not expensive um, to take their profile online. I'm not an affiliate for Gallup. I just believe that wholeheartedly in this profile. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and here's why those four things are the four things. Um, because your values and your life experiences will give you your why. Why do you do what you do? Why are you compelled to do what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Your life experiences and your education will give you your what and your strengths finder profile will give you your how. Ooh. You have to have all of those elements in order to really put feet to our, our purpose. And whether that's your purpose for life or whether that's your purpose right now, you have to have those, those three elements, your why, your what, and your how in order to be able to move forward. Oh, very cool. That's that's awesome. So that was a lot of talking. <laughs> but I feel really passionate about that. Yes. And you've got a lot to share. I mean, you're a natural teacher. That's so cool. Um, I have, I've heard you talk about something. It was at eWomen. And so I wanted to ask you about it because you had mentioned that you don't believe in balance mm. or like work-life balance. Can you talk about what, what you mean by that and what is your perception or perspective? A hundred percent. And yes, I will say boldly, I will make the statement. I put my stake in the ground. I do not believe that balance exists. People talk about work-life balance. It doesn't exist. And here is what happens when we get our minds set on balance is that something is always going to lose, right? So one of the biggest, most common fears of success is if I get really successful in my career or I get really successful in my business, am I going to, am I going to drop all the other plates? Right. Mm -hmm. Because you, you know, you have to put energy in order to make that success happen. And if you're putting more energy there, if you're talking about balance, it's a zero sum game, right? So you're putting more here means you have to put less elsewhere. And so, you know, this, this idea of balance, I mean, you, you have to hold your breath always, but instead, if we think about harmony, now we truly can have it all. And here's the reason why. So, you know, if you think of your family and your children and your, um, your work in the community and your career or your business, you think about, you know, your, your place as a friend or a daughter or a son, um, you know, that's a lot of roles, right? So think mm-hmm. of all of those roles as instruments, so maybe there's a violin or a viola, there's a cello, there's, you know, a, a trumpet maybe, there's, there's some, there's some uh, drums in there, right? There's mm-hmm. all of these instruments. And if they're all playing a different tune, 
it sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So if you're trying to compartmentalize and you're playing queen on the drums Mm -hmm. and you're playing, you know, Bach on the violin, it's going to sound terrible together. Mm -hmm. Um, But if instead you go, okay, wait, I want this all to work together and you get all of those different roles to start playing the same tune, now what you have is a beautiful symphony. And I will submit to you that that is possible. It is absolutely possible, but it is not possible if you maintain the belief that that there is balance. You have to shift to there's harmony. How do I find the harmony? Wow, that's a beautiful way to illustrate that. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. I have another question for you, and I'm wondering about, so this podcast is, it, it gets spiritual, it's about energy mm-hmm. and different things, um, but so I'm curious about faith, mm-hmm. and, and you've talked about, like, not here on the podcast, but strong faith, ha- or faith and having strong faith, and having, having that not necessarily be religious. Right. Can you describe that? You know, there might be listeners who maybe come from a very science background and they haven't yet made that leap into having that faith. Or maybe they they have a faith but aren't really feeling um, like it doesn't really show up for them in their day-to-day life. Can you just kind of describe what, what you mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, I grew up in a very conservative Christian household. So how I, how I explain my faith is that I am a deeply spiritual person with Christian leanings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, in the Bible, it says that we were created in God's image. Um, and I believe that. And if that's true, then we have a slice of God inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that in and of itself makes us amazing. Right. And, and one of the things that has helped me along my journey is, is the belief that if we were all created in God's image and I, you know, God, God is as much female as it, as, as it is male. I wish we had a gender neutral term um, because if we were made in God's image, he is, is equally, you know, male and female. Anyway, that's a whole, uh-huh. other, whole other topic at hand. But, <laughs> um, but if that's true, then there must be lots that's right with us, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we can't be innately broken because we are the image of God um, in human form. And so when we think of that, now we have a different and much more expansive way to think about ourselves, but also to think about others. Um, It's really hard to demonize Mm -hmm. um, uh, our enemies, right? When we look at them and go, well, if I have a slice of God inside of me, then they must in them as well because they're human. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so now the question that I ask, uh, and the reason that I, I get a little bit stuck on the religion piece of it is that there's lots and lots of rules that puts God into a box. And I don't believe that that's where God belongs. I don't believe that that's where the universe, um, or the higher power, whatever you would like to call the, the higher power does not belong in a box. Now we've mm-hmm. done that as a human race because we need it to make sense for ourselves. And so it's easier if God is in a box, right? And Mm -hmm. it makes sense and there's rules and all of that. But the question really to ask is, okay, God, how big are you? How big are you? 
if you're, if you've never had a beginning and you never have an end, then what does that mean? How big are you? How can I tap into that little slice of God inside of me? And what am I capable of then? Mm -hmm. What is this person capable of? And what is this person capable of? How can we come together to create this beautiful harmony on earth and not just an internal harmony, but a harmony in our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my, that's where I, I stand on, on, on faith is that there is this amazing, beautiful higher power that does have our back, mm-hmm. uh, that is looking for the best for us and that we can trust. Um, the question is, can you connect with that, right? That's from meditation and being quiet and journaling um, and reading books that expand your, your thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as a book recommendation, uh, The Universe Has Your Back by, uh, by Gabby Bernstein is a fantastic book to, to start with for people who are like, I don't know about this, this spirituality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby does a beautiful job of framing that up and helping you to think bigger, think beyond what you, uh, the current frame that you, that you might have uh, started with Mm -hmm. to go, what is possible? What does the universe have for me? And can I trust the universe? Um, so, yeah, so I don't think, you know, and, and I, and if you're Catholic or Lutheran or Buddhist or, or, um, Jewish or any of those other faiths, here's the thing that there's always that bigger power, Mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't even matter what your religion is, what religion you, you um, ascribe to. It's the, the question to ask is, okay, God, how big are you? And now move from there. Yeah. Oh, I love how you were talking about that. And it's so amazing to be in that space when, you know, it's, it's just humbling. And you know that that potential or that God is in everyone, you know, it's not just in me and they're awful and but you can connect with that part in everyone and it really frees you from judgment and um you know criticism and it's it's quite liberating I found (laughs) yeah yeah. and it puts you in a place of curiosity um Mm -hmm. one of my favorite one of my favorite things to say or things to tell people is look curiosity and judgment cannot live in the same space at the same time so whether, and, and judgment and, and jealousy are actually two, two sides of the same coin, right? If we think that so-and-so is better than us, then we become jealous. If we think we're better than them, mm-hmm. then we judge. And so it's the same side, uh, or excuse me, two different sides of the same coin. But if you replace judgment and jealousy with curiosity, now you can begin to see the greatness in others um, and, and really help to, to see people for who they are. And that can only connect you. That can only build um, rather than disconnect and separate us. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. What a powerful thing you were just talking about. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up in a household where we were Catholic and went to the Catholic church. And then at home, it wasn't like it was a whole big part of our lifestyle. We said um, grace at dinner and things, but I I didn't walk away from that part of knowing that I was like, God was in, in me. Mm-hmm. And I learned that through my spiritual. And then now I can now hear that in my, in, when I go to the Catholic church or um, in other, I like to go explore, you know, various religions and practices and things. And so I hear that everywhere. It's yeah. kind of like that golden thread that's true across 
all perspectives. Oh, so, so much. I, I so agree. I used to, I used to squirm when I would go to church and, you know, we'd go through these rote, you know, uh, uh, prayers and things like that. I'm like, are these people just like saying these words? Like what is going on here? Um, and now when I enter a church or enter, you know, a, a place of, of worship and, and people are praying together and they're saying all the same words, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. Now they can just go through the motions. That's certainly possible. But mm-hmm. when you connect with that message and now you're connecting with all of these other people who are, who are in that same emotional, spiritual space saying that same prayer, that there's power there. Right. And mm-hmm. so everything about my, um, my experience inside of, inside of church and, and other, um, other places of worship, um, is, is different now because my perspective is different, which points back to my own judgment. Right. And, and now that I'm, I'm, I've shifted to this place of curiosity, um, I can see it in such a bigger, broader, more positive way. Oh, cool. That, that is freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with today? Um, you know, I, I, I want, I really want you to hear and, you know, whether we're in your, your earbuds right now, or whether you're, we're allowed in your car or in your kitchen while you're making dinner, what I really want you to hear. And maybe for the first time is that you truly are freaking awesome. And that's not just blowing smoke. It's not just rainbows and kittens, but there is proof to that. And, uh, you know, if you'll, if you'll give me the chance, I would love to prove that to you through this, this e-workbook, you know, just to sit down and help you discover just how amazing you are so that you don't have to hide in your own shadows or in the shadows that maybe have been imposed on you by others, that you can emerge from those and truly shine because my shine does not detract from your shine and your shine does not detract from my shine. Shine is not a zero sum game. (laughs) There is enough shine to go around. And when we are all brighter and willing to let our flames, um, you know, shine and burn brighter, it just makes more light in the world. It does not detract from anyone else's. So you don't have to fear stepping out and being amazing and saying, yes, I'm amazing. And I'm also not this thing over here, right? Because now when you own just how amazing you are, the things that you're not are no big deal. We are all perfectly lopsided, perfectly lopsided. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're in community is because I can't be everything. And you can't be everything, Rachel. And as you're listening, you can't be everything. But we have things that are amazingly us that we can contribute. And so when we can boldly contribute those things, we don't have to be fearful of what other people can contribute because we can gain that confidence that what we have to contribute is amazing and special and worthy. Beautiful. Thank you for that. So if any of our listeners want to connect with you to learn more about your work or how you might be able to support them in finding this, what we're talking about in themselves, how would you like for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you'd like the e-workbook, you can go to daretosucceed.com 
forward slash rev, R-E-V, and that's dare, D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com forward slash rev. And you can get your e-workbook there that will walk you through those four things that will help you figure out your three things, your why, your what, and your how, um, so that you can have more confidence to get out in the world. Um, you can also obviously visit my website, dare to succeed.com. And again, it's D-A- I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com. And I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me, contact me on the website. I would love to hear your personal story and just find out more about you. So feel free to reach out. I am a resource. I am here to help you know just how freaking awesome you are. Oh my gosh. I love that. Alyssa, you are freaking awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Rach. You are too. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for seeing that in me. And I see that in you. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) It's fun to be able to just see that in other people and know that they have such a potential in them, even if they're not yet seeing that in themselves. Yeah. And there's so much freedom there because now, now we're not competing against one another. What we're doing is we can, we're, we're supporting all of, all of us to our highest success. Um, and so therefore there actually is no, is no competition because my success is going to look different than yours, Rachel, and it's going to look different than, than any variety of other people's success. So we can all have it. There is mm-hmm. not, I, I, I love this. I mean, when I first realized that success and shine was not a zero sum game, like talk about a light bulb moment where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we can actually just have a really bright world. Yes. Wow, how amazing that would be. Um, and so that's my vision for the world is to, to have a world where we are all shining as brightly as humanly possible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that would be so fun and blissful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cause we don't go around other people then and feel bad or feel like we have to be bigger than we are or anything. We can just be ourselves or be authentic, the light and love that we are. Yes. 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 So keep doing the work you're doing, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Oh my gosh. You're such an amazing, I just like how you articulate everything and you're you know, such a powerful teacher and guide. I can just tell that. And so thank you for doing what you're doing. My, my pleasure. And again, it's one of those things where I, I, I feel so compelled to share this message and, and I, let's be really clear. Like this isn't my message. Uh, I'm the conduit, but it's not my message. Um, this comes straight from the divine, straight from the universe. Um, because, because, you know, the heartbreak, you know, for the universe, um, for the, for the divine is, is, oh my goodness, I have all these amazing humans down here. Um, and, and they don't see just how amazing they are. Mm. And so that is, that's my personal purpose. And I really do see myself as, as simply a conduit. Awesome. Thank you for being that vessel. Yes. Thank you for being here today, Alyssa. Awesome to connect with you. Thank you, Rachel. Listeners, if you want to stay connected and get updates about the show Rev with Rachel, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials. It talks about some of my favorite healing tools, and you'll also get updates on the show when new shows come out. 
And you can also get my new book on Amazon. It's Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You. Chapter by chapter, this book helps you to free you, free others, free your intuition, the mind, the body, our potential, all of that. So check it out if you feel inspired. And then also I have an app for your growth and radiance. You can subscribe for more features. I send quotes. Um, you know, growth promoting reminders, you know, to pause and breathe, stuff like that. And I also have daily recreators and power words. You can get information on what that is at rachelapp.com. And with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.